Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. When Phil and I went to Amsterdam, the first morning he was taking a nap still trying to recover, but because I had slept on the plane, I stepped out of the hotel to go on a little walk and I thought, well, I really am excited to go to the park near our hotel, but first I will just walk the streets for a little bit. So I was walking along the sidewalk and all of a sudden a woman was like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. And uh, I realized I had inadvertently stepped into the bike lane, which to me really looked basically just like the sidewalk until I paid better attention and could see, oh, (laughs) no, there is a little bit of a differentiation, at least in color or tile or something. And later that day, Phil and I were Again, walking now, I was able to tell him, you know, don't step in the bike lane, you'll get run over. And he said, oh, I heard a really interesting podcast about bike transportation. So I don't know all the podcasts that Phil listens to. I suspect they're pretty different than what I listen to. But city planning and bike lanes apparently is one of his topics of interest. And so he said that some years ago, decades ago now, the city of Amsterdam was so inundated with cars and they were trying to figure out how can we reduce the the pressure the vehicular pressure in the city and they realized that all roads need to be re-asphalted about every I forget what he said 35 or 40 years and so somebody some visionary had a dream not probably a little literal dream but the idea to gradually transfer some of the car lanes to being bike lanes. And so they did that throughout the city. So what used to be, let's say, a four or six lane road now maybe is a two lane road with bike lanes on either side. And this extended in a lot of different directions. So apparently all the children in Amsterdam when they're 10 take a bike, I don't know if it's like a biking exam or something, but they get an approval permit to <laughs> to recognize like they know how to bike on the roads, they're going to be safe. So kind of like a driver's exam except for bikes. And so that allows the Dutch children to be able to travel farther away from home. It's a real apparently rite of passage. And what was astonishing about the entire city was that there was a tremendous amount of traffic, <laughs> but most of it was bikes. I mean, there were there were some cars, but I suspect that the cars, like if you don't have to drive in the city, don't because you might die. But the uh, Phil and I had one day where we rented bikes and we biked out and then we biked back and or we, I should say we biked out to Zonsechans, which is a place with a bunch of uh, windmills still. It's about an hour bike ride from Amsterdam, eh, a little longer than that. But and it, the Netherlands is so beautifully flat that even with a one speed bike, you know, I think the gearing was pretty good, but we could just tootle along these lovely bike lanes all the way. And it was so <laughs> just like you don't have to stand up to pedal because it's just actually that flat. And though when we started to get back into Amsterdam, the level of intensity and kind of whew, pressure 
from all of the other people biking. I mean, if you think about a normal sidewalk, there would be people like passing me on the left on a normal sidewalk, like two of us biking abreast and oh my word. And then there's the cars and there's the people and oh my goodness. I was very thankful that we were able to bike, park our bikes and do the double locks. <laughs> and when we returned them the next day, I was extra thankful. But the point of all of this is that somebody had this oversized vision to say, we don't want to have a bunch of congestion in our city. And so at one point, Phil and I were doing a walking tour and we look over and the guidebook was like, take a look at that, whatever, 11 story building. And most of the buildings in Amsterdam are not 11 stories, like <laughs> three stories, maybe. And this one, maybe it was only seven, but very tall comparatively. And they said, that's a parking garage and it's all for bikes because the people of Amsterdam really, really want to emphasize that biking is good. <laughs> and so anyway, I... I thought, wow, this city was able to transform a major issue where <laughs> because of the number of canals, I can't even imagine if there were more cars trying to get around. But to say we have a very flat topography, it's not going to be bad for our people to stay in shape and and to get more exercise. And it's, I mean, it's a I guess it's a large city, but it's not like a ridiculously large city. You know, you can walk across it in 45 minutes or an hour or something. And so I, I think there's a part, as I was considering this story of the visionaries who just made this happen, it was like, Lord, I want big picture problem solving like that. I want the vision. I want the ability to offer transformation. I want the the people with the true deep problem solving abilities or the abilities to say, this is an issue. What are our possible advantages and what can we do with them? What are our like the the opportunities before us? What are our strategic advantages? Anyway, Lord, I am asking that there would be released among your people more of these large problem solving ideas. Lord, I don't know how much money or effort or political pushback that those original planners must have had. I, I know from just a little bit of research or like looking through museums and such, how difficult the 1960s especially were for the city and how just how intense that season was. But Lord, you came <laughs> and you offered solutions. And so I am asking for that kind of solution in the different spheres that we occupy. Lord, what you did in the city of Amsterdam, can you do that in our lives, in our families, in our businesses as well? Thank you, Jesus. Amen.